Welcome to the 9 to 5 Dropout Show, where you learn from leading experts how to quit your job and successfully start your own business. With your host, author, owner of Mind, Body and Spirit Entrepreneur and creator of the 9 to 5 Dropout Academy, Rachel Thompson. Welcome to the 9 to 5 Dropout Show, your weekly inspiration so that you can say goodbye to your 9 to 5 grind and finally pursue your passion. Today's very special featured guest is Andrew Lernsider, and he is a business architect and growth consultant. He really focuses on helping entrepreneurs scale and grow their businesses. Andrew knows the exact steps needed to rapidly increase the sales of any company selling a product or a service online. He's a renowned marketing expert. He's been featured on Response Magazine, and he has generated over $600 million online for his own businesses and for his clients. So he consults and advises for companies around the world in every sector imaginable. During the last 18 years, he has become known for building online businesses with hyper growth in the most competitive markets. Thank you so much for joining us, Andrew. My my pleasure. Um, it's good to be here and uh, excited to uh, chat with you. Awesome. So I would love to hear a little bit about your own personal journey, how you got into this space, if you did have a nine to five before, how you left that to pursue your own dreams. I just want to know all about your backstory. So I've definitely never been a nine to five guy. Like I've always been an entrepreneur since a little kid and I've never had the fear of starting my own business. I think I started my first business in like fifth grade. I started selling bubble gum to kids in school. I'd buy like bulk pieces of gum, like cases of gum, and I'd break them up into individual pieces. And I would sell them to the kids in school for like 10 cents a piece. And I was buying them for like two cents a piece. So I understood early on like arbitrage and Mm -hmm. buying things at low prices and selling them for higher prices. And then I kind of like really right out of college, I knew I was going to open my own business. I got into real estate. I started building a real estate practice and started getting into direct response copy because we had to place ads. This is, I'm a little bit older. So we had to place ads back in newspapers, classified ads back in the day to make the phone ring. The internet didn't exist. And um, I really understood the power of those sort of four little lines in a classified ad that would describe an apartment or a house to make the phone ring. And I started getting hooked on marketing and built up a pretty successful practice in real estate uh, brokerage I had in Manhattan. And then got really started getting involved in internet marketing. I built up a company, sold it for a lot of money, developed uh, during the heyday of the internet. I developed a technology and sold it, raised money with VCs. And then I started just selling different products and services online and started learning about email and conversions and websites and e-commerce and just literally jumped in every space you can possibly imagine, you know, very fearless in things I did, but that's what it takes as an entrepreneur. You got to kind of move and go. And I'll, I'll say today, all the things that I've done and I've built are so much easier, so much the technology allows people to actually be an entrepreneur today without having to be a technology builder. You can use platforms to build your business. So if you're trying to get off that nine to five, it's so much easier today than it ever was before. 
That is good to know because I know that marketing can seem so intimidating because there's so many options in the technology piece. Yes. So it's good to hear from the expert that it's way easier today than it ever has been. I can't even begin to tell you I'm I'm opening up another company in a space that I used to be in 10 years ago. And when I look at the technology platforms that exist today, the things that we had teams of developers do wouldn't even need it today. Literally can run it as one person where we'd have 10 people because the technology platform for this particular business is very easy. And I certainly have a lot of input for that. If you like to talk about that for platforms that I would recommend to, you know, starting off entrepreneurs to use to build their business. Oh, yes, absolutely. I was actually thinking about that when you were talking. So if you can expand <laughs> a little bit, because I know, you know, you listen to one YouTube video and somebody says it's all about this platform. You listen to one podcast, somebody else says, no, no, you have to do this. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of platforms mm-hmm. and it all obviously depends on your business model. If you're selling a physical product today, it's not even a question. You absolutely only build it on Shopify. Don't waste your time anywhere else. Don't bother. There's no point. Shopify gives you the power to act like a big, giant e-commerce company at a very, very small price. It's really easy to do. And really what it does is it allows you to be a marketer, not, again, a technology person. And that's where you know entrepreneurs get stuck. They're like, they have an idea. And then they're like, oh, God, the technology and this. And it's so hard with a platform like Shopify. It's so easy to build. There's so many instructional videos out there how to do it. And there's a lot of really, really cool marketing plugins that you might want to integrate into your business so that you can convert more sales, drive more revenue, you know, increase customer value. There's a lot of things you can do with it. And so I always recommend that if you're selling on a digital side, there's multiple options there, and I think they're all really solid today. You have platforms like ClickFunnels, which allows you to you know, really build any sort of a digital product, a training program you might have, an educational program. That's a great one. Another one that I've been diving into deeply now, and it's very similar, and it really allows you to do incredible stuff. Um, a little bit more sophisticated, but still easy to use, is called Entreport. And these platforms today just allow you to build everything. They have like templates built in. So you're like, whenever you hear everyone talking about funnels today, right? You need to build a funnel for your business. These companies literally have like, okay, here's a funnel. And you literally click a button and it produces the entire template for the funnel. And you just fill in what your offer is, the copy, the headlines, the image, what you're trying to sell. And they make it easy to integrate payment processors, email marketing. I mean, just incredible how different the world has become over the last really probably five years even. Mm -hmm. I do want to speak to Shopify. My first business in the online space was a doggy boutique and I had Shopify and I loved it. I mean, it was my first, I was so computer illiterate and I was like, oh, I'm going to start an online business. Yeah. And it made it really easy. It made it easy. And it's how long ago was that, that you did that? See, that's going on four years ago. And I know that they've made incredible changes since then. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And again, not to get too geeky on the technology, but, you know, I have clients that have 40, 50 million dollar e-commerce businesses and they're on, you know, what's quote unquote more sophisticated e-commerce platforms. They can't do the things that Shopify can do. They need a team of 10 developers to try to change the system to do what Shopify does. 
and literally a little Shopify store owner can say, I want to add on that really cool little feature and they click a button and add it on. It's just unbelievable. And this is, uh, I'll speak to something that's very important because I'm, I'm very conversion focused, but I know your audience is, you know, more of the newbies starting out. But conversions, right, and when we talk about conversions in internet marketing, is the point at which someone comes to, let's say, your website, and they take the action that you want, right? So having visitors come to your website is great, but unless they give you their email and make a purchase, you have nothing. So trying to get them to convert and take that action is what everything is about. And one of the things that Shopify does so well is that one of the sticking points in a lot of e-commerce businesses where you're trying to get someone to buy something online is the checkout process, right? We all like Amazon because we're very used to the checkout. It's very simple. It's fast and we know what it is. We don't think about entering our credit card info. Most of the time it's stored anyway. But Shopify, every store uses this very streamlined Shopify checkout process. So instead of someone who's trying to build a business online, trying to figure out how to make a better converting checkout page. They just have Shopify's, which is mobile optimized. It's super fast. It's familiar because it's the most popular e-commerce platform. Now, every Shopify store has the same look and feel on the checkout page. So your checkout page looks just as good as some company that's selling $50 million of products a year because you're using the Shopify checkout and you eliminate a lot of the conversion sticking points that happen to online businesses and it's in a checkout process. So that's why I'm also a very big fan of Shopify. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. All of their sites look very professional. Nobody, Mm -hmm. any customer, anybody who's coming to your website would never think that you just kind of like plug this in, clicked on that. And then all of a sudden built this. Exactly. Exactly. And that, and that's important. Look, starting off, you want to get off the nine to five grind and you want to build an online business, which is chances are what you're probably doing. You need to have a website, you need to have something to sell. You don't want to get stuck in the technology because that just kind of slows you down or maybe discourages you. And if again, use the right platform and you learn how to use it, you can become a pro really quickly. Yes. And I'm glad you brought that up because I think that is discouraging to a lot of people. And I just kind of want to take it a step back um, because some people listening might have heard the word platform and be like, what is a platform? (laughs) Can you go in just like the basics? Like what, what is a platform? What are we talking about here? So like we're saying as a platform, a Shopify as a platform, that's your e-commerce that runs your business. It's like the brain of your business, right? That hosts your website, that hosts, again, if you're selling a product, your checkout pages, that hosts all your customer data. If you're shipping out a product, that would integrate into your shipping system. Your platform is like the place where you conduct business. The platform, the way I'm describing it, is almost like the store that you set up. That's your platform, right? There are different types of platforms, but again, if you're a newbie starting off, you want to try to find one platform where everything is integrated in so you're not trying to deal with a platform for email, a platform for this, a platform for this. You want one platform that's very simple for you to you know operate off of that integrates maybe into other platforms you might need but you need this one base platform mm-hmm. so when somebody is they have an idea for a business and they're deciding what platform they should use what are some things they should think about to make sure that they pick the right one for their business 
So again, I think it's very simple. Physical product that you're actually, let's say you're you're selling dog supplies, you know, you're selling leashes and collars, and it's a physical product that you're going to ship either yourself or you're going to drop ship from someone that you're buying it from in China. It's not there's nothing to look at is Shopify. Again, if you're gonna sell a digital product, again, training or some sort of digital information to someone, could be video-based, an education program, whatever that might be, how to do this, you want to look at it for me, in my opinion, there's really kind of two very there's a million, but let's say there's two that I would, you know, dig into to look at. One is again click funnels because mm-hmm. it's just very, very simple to set up. And then there's other one that I've been spending a lot more time on, more sophisticated, does more stuff, I think allows you to have a more scalable business is called Entreport. Okay. And are ClickFunnels and Entreport? Because I've heard of ClickFunnels. I've not heard of the latter. Yep. Are they like full website platforms or are they more like... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, they, it actually, excuse me, it does everything. Um, Uh It allows you to build landing pages. It allows you to integrate your email sequences. It allows you to integrate all your payment processor stuff and all the different things that you integrate in. In many of the cases, it's kind of like click, literally like click funnels is click. You click and say, I want a funnel. I want a landing page, a checkout page, some offer that they're going to get, you know, um, presented after the customer makes a purchase. Everything is click integrate in, and then you just literally type in your headline for your page, your image, your copy. They make it very, very simple. I mean, people really who have no experience could potentially set up a business within a day or two. I mean, if they sit and grind it out, you have the concept mm-hmm. laid out, right? You have to have something that you want to sell, but you could really do it fairly easy with those. So. That's what I say. I wouldn't spend a lot of time looking at a million different platforms. Those are solid platforms. There's, you can't go wrong with either one of those. Definitely good to know. Yeah. Now, I, I know that you um, talked a little bit about funnels, and I'm okay. not sure if everybody listening knows exactly what that funnel is. Okay. All right. I got a great, great example that, okay. I, that I explain this all the time. So funnels, you hear people talking about funnels and marketing online, and it's just quote unquote, big topic today. Funnels have existed forever. So I'm going to give you what a funnel is. When you walk into Ikea, you've been to Ikea, right? Oh, yes. Okay. So when you walk into Ikea, they are taking you down a funnel. You don't just get placed in the middle of the store and they let you aimlessly walk wherever you want. They walk you in through one place and they make you walk through every section of the store, specifically done like that. So you want to get to kitchenware, but they make you walk through living rooms, dining rooms. They make you go through all of that because maybe along the way, you're like, oh, that'd be good. That'd be good. That'd be good. And they, and they make you stay in a store and they send you down the path that they want you to go down. They don't let the customer choose the path. They decide the path. A funnel online is that you're taking the customer down a specific path of what you want them to buy or what information you want them to see. You don't just send them to a website. My mic just might have, uh, my AirPods might have, I'm just letting you know here, I got to switch these out here to be one sec. <laughs> quick, quick change, right? Yeah, so, like <laughs> so that's what a funnel is, right? So it's really just not letting people aimlessly go to your website, right? So I'll give you a, another good example. 
if you are typing in Google and you're doing a search for, let's say, car insurance, Progressive isn't just going to send you from the ad to the homepage of their website and hope you figure out where to find their car insurance section, right? Because they have home insurance, life insurance, they have all different types of insurance packages. If you're typing in Google looking for car insurance, Progressive is going to send you to a page that's focused on auto insurance, right? If that's what you're looking for. And then they're going to take you to the, a path of put in your zip code, put in your car type so they can give you a quote. They're taking you down a funnel. They're not just going to send you to some page with a lot of stuff going on and hope the person finds what they're looking for a very specific path and a funnel. And that's very important for marketing. That's a lot of, lot of places where businesses go wrong. They don't send people down a path and they advertise one product maybe somewhere and then they send them to some website that's got 50 different things on it. And then the person's like, I can't find that thing they're looking for. Don't send the person. Let's say you have an e-commerce store. Mm -hmm. You have 25 different products and you place an ad on Facebook and you advertise a dog collar. But on your homepage, you have dog collars, leashes, bones, this, that. Don't just send the person who saw an ad for a dog collar to a page that has 50 other things. Send them to the dog collar page so they can see the item. That's taking a person down a funnel, keeping them in a very focused path so people don't get distracted and they buy. Yes, I love that explanation. And especially the IKEA one because I always end up buying way more than I should. That, that's that's very strategic, right? But that's a funnel. I mean, that's a great way to describe a funnel to me is IKEA. Yes, I love it. Well, so I, I think that a lot of maybe new entrepreneurs would want to say, but I sell all these other products. Why wouldn't I want to take them and show them all of my products? So <laughs> Can you go just a little bit more into why it is better to either lead them in the direction of just one product or in some cases, lead them in the direction to a free product before asking them to purchase from you? Sure. So first of all, you know, we all get paralyzed if there's too many decisions to make. If you walk over into the store and there's like, you're looking at food in a window, right, of somewhere and you're like, oh my God, that looks good. That looks good. That looks good. You, you what happens is you can't actually even make a decision because you're overwhelmed. So when people are coming to your business online, you're already, chances are, distracting them in the middle of Facebook and are looking at pictures of their friends or cats or whatever they're looking at. And then you're trying to place your product in front of them. And now you take them to a page and they're like overwhelmed. They're going to do nothing. So you don't want to have too many things going on because people will get distracted and then they actually won't take the action that you want them to. Now, Going back to what you were saying about sort of easing them into the process and creating a relationship with the person and first trying to gather, let's say, their email so that you can tell them more about what you do, what your services, educate them more about your company is very important today. Chances are, if they don't know your brand, someone's not just going to buy from you right away. You want to sort of nurture them through. So maybe they come to your website like, Hey, you want to get this free report to learn about the seven ways that you could, you know, sort of quit your nine to five job before they buy the training program of how to quit your nine to five job. You give them the tips and then they start getting your emails and you start nurturing that relationship and you start providing good value. And they're like, wow, I love what Rachel has to say. She's amazing. You know what? I'm going to buy that product from her. 
you have to build a rapport with someone, just like what you do on social media. You're posting and you're sharing, providing good value. And then you're like, hey, we're selling this product. Would you like to buy it? You can't be like, sell, 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 sell. No one will trust you. No one will like you. You have to build that relationship. Yes, yes. Very important. And I know that the saying is it takes seven touches to turn somebody into a customer. Is that still true? Do they need to come across you an average of seven times before they trust you enough? I, I think that's that's held true from advertising on TV. Yeah. You know, like that's that's really that's that's where those you know the, those numbers have have come from. That it takes about seven different times for let's say someone to see a commercial before they interact, and I think it's about the same thing online too. Look, unless you're unless the person is coming to you because they've heard how great you are from, let's say, a referral, you can jump past all that. But if not, it takes time. You know, people need to see it. People are distracted. People are presented with so many different things. They don't remember you. Maybe the first time they're like, oh, yeah, that was kind of cool. But someone walked in a room and then they get distracted and they move on to something else. And then now you send an email out to them because you got them to put their email and to get your little report. And they're like, oh yeah, that was a thing. That's pretty cool. Well, yeah, I like this. And then they see another ad by you if you're doing retargeting ads and that's a whole separate conversation. But you know that that is very important. And if you don't have sort of those touch points or ways to communicate back to someone, and I look at it as what I call follow-up marketing, mm -hmm. if you're not capturing an email, you're not retargeting them with ads that follow them around, if you want, I can talk about what retargeting is a little bit, you know, it's very hard to expect that someone is going to come in and buy from you right away. The only place where that happens is when you're running advertising on Google and there's a very, and really what I call an intent-based action, where someone is typing in inside Google that they're looking to buy this item right now. You know, I'm looking to buy a collar that has rhinestones for my dog right now. And then your ad comes up and they come to your site and it's like, there's a picture of a rhinestone, you know, dog collar. And the person's like, that's exactly what I was looking for. That's that happens. But when you're running ads on social media and building your brand or you're running paid ads, which I'm a firm believer in um, on Facebook, you need to have follow up marketing because chances are they're not ready to buy from you at that moment. It takes time to catch that person at the right time. They're like, you know what? Yeah, I actually want to just buy from Rachel. She's awesome. I love her stuff. I'm ready to go. Mm -hmm. I think that's very important to know because I know whenever people start using paid advertising, especially and they aren't getting those immediate sales, it can be very discouraging. Yes, very discouraging because they're trying to ask for the sale right away and not like you were saying, step them through maybe something smaller, getting their email from them and then forming the rapport and then following up back with the person with another ad again. You know, there's a lot of power on Facebook today, which to me, you know, if I had to choose a platform, Facebook or Google, I'll choose Facebook all day long. And I wouldn't have said that to you, you know, three years ago. And I've spent hundreds of millions in media advertising online. But Facebook's so powerful of what they allow you to do. So if you run an advertisement on Facebook and someone sees your ad, Facebook allows you to take that person that looked at your ad or clicked on your ad and move them to another list, they call it, like an audience list. So now if you know that someone saw the initial ad for your product, your dog collar, and now you can say, oh, 
This guy already saw it. Put him on another advertisement, and now you run a different ad to that person because you know they've already seen your brand. Now maybe you offer a coupon to buy that dog collar. Now you can put them on another place, and if they interacted with that ad, you can put them into another ad after that, and you're migrating the person down the advertising funnel. Um, it's very, very important. It's not most people fail and are buying paid advertising because they just have this one ad and they're hoping that people are just going to buy the product right now and that's it. And that's not the reality of how it works. And that is something that's only available to do on Facebook or is there, can you do that on Google too? Can you, you can. go a little bit more into that? Yeah. Yeah. So retargeting, right? So let, let's talk about what retargeting maybe is. Yeah retargeting and you hear a lot about it and there's a lot of things going on with laws about it because of privacy associated to it but retargeting is basically you go to amazon and you go to look at a product you add the item to your cart and then you leave and you don't finish the purchase and now everywhere you go online there's that product in an ad following you everywhere right that's what retargeting is, is the ability to follow people around that went to your website, looked at a product, and now you follow them around with ads. Google offers it. Um, Facebook offers it. I really love the way Facebook does it. And when I say Facebook, Facebook is Instagram. They're, they're really one and the same now. So when you're buying ads on Facebook, you're also buying ads on Instagram unless you tell them you don't want your ads displaying on Instagram. So retargeting is built into their platform. It's really not difficult to do. I mean, you got to do a little bit of research on videos, how to set it up, but it's very, very powerful. So it's either called retargeting or remarketing, depending on the platform. Um, another really simple, great place to buy, let's say, banner ads. So let's say someone comes to your website. They look at your dog collars, and now they're on CNBC, on a CNBC website, and all of a sudden there's like banners on there. Those banners are getting sold as inventory. CNBC is not trying to go out and try to you know, deal with advertisers. They deal with companies like Google who sell the ad space for them. There's a platform that makes it very easy for small entrepreneurs to buy retargeting banners and even retargeting ads on Facebook and Instagram, and it's called AdRoll, A-D-R-O-L-L.com. And that's a really simple tool for anyone to set up retargeting on their web pages or anything so that when someone comes to the site, they're going to get followed around with ads afterwards. You have to stay what I call top of mind all the time. That is very good to know. So I want to, you just gave a whole lot of really helpful information. <laughs> and I want to take it back um, just really quickly to if somebody just opened up their business and they're like, okay, I have to get the word out. Now what? Yep. What is your advice to them? I know it's going to be very different depending on the type of business, yep. but you know, somebody who's listening to this, that's like, oh my gosh, should I do Facebook or Google? What is your advice just to get started with the marketing? Okay. So first thing is obviously building your social media presence, right? And that's the organic side of it, of you building an Instagram page, a Facebook page, and starting to follow other like businesses, starting to engage with what you think who your customer is, right? That's very important. And, and I would say really important to that is anyone who's going to build a business online, you really need to know who your customer is, right? So we're selling dog collars, let's just say, is this, we kind of made this fictitious thing up who's going to buy the dog collar, right? 
Is it guys? Is it girls? Is it people in their 30s, their 40s? Do they live in cities? Do they live in suburbia? They live in a cut. You, you need to kind of narrow down. There's a lot of stuff you can look online to figure out who your customer, people call it customer avatar, right? Until you know who your customer avatar is, it's very difficult to run advertising online. So that's the first step you need to do. And again, creating the organic side of posting for your business and pushing that stuff out. I'm a bigger fan if you're starting something new today to do it on Instagram. I think it's easier to get engagement. I think that it works a little bit quicker for people. You can build the following up. And I also think that with today, with the younger generation coming up, they use Facebook, but they use Facebook a little bit differently. I think that that's the better platform to sort of build your brand on because it's hard to, I'm going to go on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram. I mean, you got to focus, like focus on one and the others as you go, you can kind of then put attention to. The other thing that I would say, the way to really make that work is you have to do paid advertising because just posting organically is not going to bring in uh, sort of what I look at, it's called traffic, right? Visitors to your website, it's not going to bring them in in a way that you can control it. So the businesses that I build online and clients that I consult for, the key thing always for them is to help them where they can turn what I look at as the faucet of traffic, customers coming to the website on and off. And the only way you can do that is by buying traffic. And the only way to really buy traffic is to be able to, like we talked about, have the right touch points and things in place. The easiest you know, sort of solution to learn is Facebook ads. Google's very expensive. And unless you have a product that has really high intent and you're going to bid on Google search, that's different. I think that Facebook today allows, you know, newbies to learn and kind of test different concepts and things. Your imagery is what's going to be really important. Your headlines, your copy. And again, you're making sure that you know who your customer is. So when you create your advertisements, your advertisements are going to resonate with that type of customer, right? So if you're selling dog collars and your audiences, let's say women who are 25 to 35, you don't want to have a picture of an old lady with a dog collar. It's not, it's not going to resonate, right? You want to make sure that it, everything is kind of relevant to what you're trying to sell. And that's why working backwards and having that customer avatar will allow you to be a lot more successful in targeting your advertising. Yes, that's very helpful. And I know that you said imagery. I know that Facebook videos were really big ones. Do you think, I mean, what is your oh, yeah. take on the video versus the picture? And I think video is everything today. Uh -huh. I, I, that's what they want. So, it, you know, it's the, the Facebook gods, however you want to look at it, even Google now too. They want video. That's the kind of content they want. And they'll reward you for doing that. So it's, it's kind of where you want to be. So if you can pr provide content to sell your products and services using video, you're going to get cheaper advertising and I think ultimately have more effective advertising. It doesn't need to be perfect. You know, we, we kind of get stuck and I'm a, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist and everything has to look good in the way I am. But, you know, on social media, it's not really about that. It's people want that organic kind of feel. They want to see that something is real and it's not perfectly staged like, you know, a $50 billion company. They want to see like there's a real person, a real product. Like people want to touch it and feel it and know they want to sit. People want to buy from people. They don't want to buy from companies. And that's a great thing. That's a huge advantage, you know, for the newbie starting off today. So, but 
not bad pictures of products, not bad videos, just they don't have to be perfect. Yes, I like that you pointed that out because I think for a lot of new entrepreneurs, perfection can be paralyzing. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. It's paralyzing for even successful entrepreneurs. <laughs> yes, it's a yeah, constant yeah. battle to fight. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. No, you know what? I, I think the most important thing that I can tell a newbie entrepreneur is sort of version 1.0 is better than no version, right? It's better than version 0.0, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't get something out, you got nothing, right? So I think the biggest thing is to just execute. Don't get stuck on perfection. It takes time. Like when you look at the history of companies, it's actually interesting to see history of podcasts. You know, you watch certain guys that have huge or girls that have huge followings right now, huge podcasts. And you look at when the first few episodes of how it started off, it wasn't so perfect. It wasn't like all oh, these beautiful, perfect lighting and sound. It evolved to that over time. So whatever you're selling, it doesn't have to be perfect. You'll make it perfect, right? The first iPhone, when it came out, we thought it was the greatest thing in the world. If you looked at that phone today versus the iPhone X, you're like, that's a piece of garbage. But you know what? It didn't matter. It, they got that one out. You, of course, Steve Jobs knew he had a better version when he released that that was going to come out after. It didn't matter. He got one out. He got one out. Got one out. You're always going to be revising what you sell. Always. So you just got to get things out and execute. And don't get stuck. Launch. No failure to launch. Yes. Yes. I love that. I think that that stops far too many people from just trying to pursue their ideas because they're comparing themselves against people who've been in the game for 20 plus years. It's it, hard to do that. Very hard to do that. And, it, and, and it's, you know, that's tough. You look on social media and you see all these people and you're like, wow, it's so good what they do, but it didn't start off that way. You know, Gary Vaynerchuk's a great example. It didn't, Gary didn't look like he looks now. You know, we had Wine Library, whatever, 12 years ago. And you look at those videos, go and look for yourself. Go look how he spoke. Go look how he was. He just got out there and he did it. Now today, you know, he's on this crazy different stratosphere, but it didn't start like that. It little by little, it started changing and getting like that. Now you just look and that's sort of just where he is. And if you look, I'm sure 10 years from now to look at what his stuff looks like today, it's going to look like at a completely different level. So just get out. Get exactly. your stuff out. I think I heard recently something about Gary Vee where he said, he posted like a new video every day and hardly got any views. And he said it took him a year or so to just find his voice. And I, I'm not quoting this verbatim. This is just, yep. it's something yep. along those lines. So yeah, yeah even yep. the big wigs, they started at zero. Oh, they started yeah. where everybody starts. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, you know, I'll tell you a great quote that I heard from someone. If you're, if you're inconsistent, you're non-existent. So Gary had, let's say he's saying, and, and that's true what you're saying. I, I've heard, I heard those things before. I followed him for, for a long time and he definitely didn't have a following, you know, like people didn't know. And he just kept doing it and doing it and found his voice and found the, and found the things that resonated with people. So that, that's really important as an entrepreneur is that launching and then whatever it is that you're doing being consistent with it, no matter what, consistently doing it, consistently posting, consistently 
pushing your brand out, not just giving up and stopping. It's it takes hard work, you know. And then once it, you know, you kind of get past a little thing, and all of a sudden a little light opens up, and then all of a sudden it gets a little better and a little better. But you're gonna fail a lot and <laughs> fail, and you got to get up, and then you brush yourself mm -hmm. off, and you're like, okay, just don't repeat the same mistakes, right? That's that's the silly thing that sometimes people do. Mm -hmm. Learn from the mistake. Try something different. Doesn't have to be perfect. Just try something else and see what happens. And then maybe like, oh wait a minute, what if I merge those two ideas together? Now let's see what happens. Oh, that's working. Let me try this, and let me try. And you, little by little, you start refining the process in small little changes. Like I walk into a lot of businesses, and I see what they're doing, and I help them make small changes in their business where I can help them increase their conversions. So when I say conversions, let's say. So you have a hundred people that come to your website and the average e-commerce store generates, let's say 2%. So two people make a purchase for every hundred. Well, if I walk into a business and I can help them make some tweaks and changes into the way their business is perceived by a consumer, I can get them to 3%. That's a 50% increase. So mm -hmm. small changes in your business, it might sound like a 1% change, but it's a 50% change. So as you're building a business, small little edits, small little revisions, and they start compounding on each other and compounding, you make that change and get 50% more sales, then 100% more sales. All of a sudden, you maybe went from that advertising failing, just as we were talking about, where someone's like, I ran the ads, I lost money, I got no sales, and all of a sudden you go from, I got no sales, oh, I got one sale. Oh, I got two sales. Oh, wait a minute, now I'm actually making money. How do I do more of that? You have to do that. You have to keep refining and revising. Yes, it is a process. This is a marathon. It's not a sprint. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. I agree. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for sharing all this insight. I know that this is going to be very beneficial to a lot of listeners. Sure. Can you tell people where to find you? Okay, sure. So I would say for your followers, one of the, the best places to follow me, I post a lot of videos on Instagram. So if you went to Instagram and you went to Andrew Lermsager, you would find me and you'd see some really good content that I push out. I try to put content out that I think is helpful for small businesses and big businesses. And then if a company is a little bit larger, they're doing a half a million dollars a year or more in sales and really more like seven and eight figures. And they want to have me come in and consult and look at how they can kind of, what I look at is sort of triple their business from where they are in a very quick period of time. And you can go to my consulting business and you can go to bookwithandrew.com and you can set up a consulting session with me and we can kind of go through your business and see how we can move the needle to get your business to that next level of success. Awesome. Well, thank you. And I will put all of Andrew's links in the notes so you can check those out. And thank you very much for listening to this episode of the 9 to 5 Dropout Show. If you want 10 steps to start your business, the free PDF and mini course, that information is also below as well. And I will talk with you all next week. Thank you for tuning in to the 9 to 5 Dropout Show. Be sure to check out the links below to enroll in the 9 to 5 Dropout Academy and receive your free gift and mini course. Let us know what you thought of this week's episode by rating or leaving a review.